This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It's 7.15. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And now, in a landmark ruling, the federal court has announced that road accident victims should be automatically compensated without having to sue insurance companies. So we're looking into what this means. The federal court judge in question, uh, Abdul Rahman Sebli, said that the provisions in the Road Transport Act 1987 should be interpreted to protect all motorists, including road accident victims, and saying that the purpose of the act was to protect innocent third-party road users. This was said in a 140-page judgment that allowed appeals involving eight different motorists, and the bench awarded 150,000 ringgit in costs to each of the successful parties. Um, so he did also explain the court's decision, saying that all vehicle owners... Um, uh, should have compulsory insurance coverage because without that, uh, the road transport department wouldn't issue road tax. And if a vehicle caused injury, the victim could sue the owner or the driver of the vehicle. And since the owner had insurance coverage, the insurer would automatically step in and compensate the victim without the victim then having to sue the insurer. So this, of course, um, is because in some cases, the compensation costs could run very high. Uh, millions of ringgit as insurance companies would pay the damages to the victims on behalf of the motorists. Now, Rahman said that the Act has to balance two competing interests. One, to protect innocent third parties against risks. Uh, and two, to protect uh, the insurance company from uh, from having to deal with fraudulent claims. So in balancing these interests, that loss has to be borne by one party at the end of the day. And that therefore... Um, these are the considerations that went into essentially arriving at this ruling. We are going to try and understand what this means moving forward, but let us know what do you make of this. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now is lawyer Parveen Koharnam. Parveen, good to have you back with us. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Shanla. Nice to be back. So, um, as we said, the federal court has said that road accident victims should be automatically compensated, not having to sue insurance companies. Uh, this followed a decision that allowed uh, appeal to allow appeals involving eight different motorists. Could you help us understand what this ruling involves? So, this ruling involves primarily what you would be looking at. Obviously, is the Road Transport uh, Transport Act, and what you really are specifically looking at is certain provisions in the Road Transport. Act. Uh, those provisions would be provisions like Section 96. So that's, uh, you know, you're looking at third-party risks. Uh, this is third-party because we're, we're talking about road accident victims, right? So that they would be third-party. If you look at the judgment itself, the, the judge actually insinuated that when you talk about third-party, it should also involve uh, road users who are victims. So when you look at the act at present, you know, it doesn't specify who exactly is a third-party. So when you have a judge making a decision like this, it's definitely unprecedented because he's identifying that the third party can also be road users who are victims. So that's really where this ruling would be unique in a sense, uh, because you're looking at indemnity and that indemnity should reference, should mean also third parties who are road users. So this, what it gives um, to um, users of the road, uh, victims specifically, is a chance not to have to uh, sue uh, insurance companies. So a lot of times right now, when you look at the present procedure, what happens is that victims have to sue insurance companies or they have to sue the driver of the vehicle. And then uh, after that, you see you go into the insurance companies as well. So that that process, you 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 sort of uh, reduce that the cumbersome nature of that process. Uh, if we see this precedent moving forward, because it's a federal court decision, this will be precedent. So that's really where this ruling comes to be. 
Yeah. So considering then the, the interpretation to protect all motorists, uh, road accident victims, innocent third-party road users, as we've been talking about, is this now comprehensive enough? Um, you know, when you look at the provision itself, although it doesn't specify um, who a third party is, it's quite uh, comprehensive in the sense that you're looking at um, it being persons entitled to the benefit. So if you are entitled to the benefit, then you should be, uh, you know, you should be compensated. So in a sense, by clarifying who is a third party, by clarifying that, you know, third parties don't have to uh, sue, that actually does make things a lot simpler. It does reduce that, um, you know, the hierarchy and all these things that we talk about sometimes, you know, when you talk about litigation, you're talking about processes going, delay of court, all that justice delayed, justice denied, things like that. So when you have a process like this, um, you definitely see it already being streamlined. So in a sense, it is rather comprehensive, but what we need to see is uh, how it will be applied and whether or not insurance companies uh, will deny, um, you know, the compensation. And Because they can, sometimes if you look at Section 36, you know, there are um, instances where they can question uh, the, the you know, whether or not they can, um, they should compensate. But in cases like that, even in cases like that, if you look at this decision, uh, Justice, uh, Learner Justice uh, Rahman does mention that, you know, in cases like that where you have issues of, uh, you know, the driver of the vehicle not actually having uh, insurance, then you can straight away sue the driver of the vehicle. So in that sense, the judge has actually made it very clear in this decision. As, as we know, it's a 140-page uh, judgment, which uh, haven't uh, we haven't been able to look at. But from what we see so far, uh, it's quite comprehensive. What is the usual process for road accident victims to be compensated? So at, at present, what you see is that they would usually... Uh, you know, they would have to file a civil suit. Um, as we know, civil suit means, you know, you have a good court. You have to, uh, no, you don't have a good court, but you have to file a, a case, which means that eventually you might have to, you know, appear in court. You have to prove that you have damages, you know, and then you will, you know, obviously you will claim for damages like, you know, hospital costs. You've got your pecuniary losses, pain and suffering. And in cases of death, you would uh, seek, you know, families of the um, victim would seek loss of enjoyment, loss of de dependency, loss and bereavement costs. So these are the processes at present. So what is at present is that they would have to file a suit. So this, it means that they have to go through the court process. So if we have a case like this, what we can see happening is that the victims would quickly just straight away claim from the insurance companies instead of going through this court process. Because when you look at court process coming in, other issues would come in, like, you know, court procedure. In a lot of cases, they are decided on court procedure, small things like, you know, affidavit not being sworn in Malay, things like that. So we don't want issues like that. So with, with these kinds of cases, that would reduce. Um, so that, that that's um, the impact of this judgment, actually. So uh, you touched on this earlier, but just to be clear, would this new ruling essentially mean that um, insurance companies have to pay compensation no matter what? Um, not necessarily, because we're, when you talk about paying no matter what, there are instances where the insurance company cannot pay. So like, for instance, when you have, uh, I mean, they can question the validity of the claim because they can look at issues like, okay, for instance, you've got the insurance company, you've got the person who is supposed to have the insurance uh, policy, right? You're talking about the driver of the vehicle or the owner of the vehicle specifically. Because this insurance policy, you're looking at the person who's driving on the road who has caused the accident. So the issue here would be like um, issues where, uh, the insurance company can question that, okay, maybe by mutual consent, the insurance policy has been void, unenforceable. So this is things that these are things that actually exist in the Road Transport Act, like uh, Section 96, Subsection 2, Subsection 3. So you've got these kinds of exceptions to, um, you know, which they can argue for against, uh, things like that. Another issue would be like, um, 
for instance, when you have an accident happening and then you've got the vehicle, um, you know, and then you've got the victim claiming that this accident is caused by this particular driver with this particular insurance policy, but actually it wasn't caused by this particular driver. So those are the issues and those are the instances where there may be like, you still have that gray area in a sense, uh, not, not to say gray area, but it's kind of a protection for the insurer because maybe there's been a breach of that policy. So in those kinds of instances, that particular insurance company can deny. So in cases like that, you would obviously just sue the driver of the vehicle straight away instead of you know, claiming from them. So um, back to the usual process as is. But um, yeah, so that's, that's, that would be the situation. And in cases like these, I mean, you mentioned earlier that you would sue the original driver, uh, but what yeah. actually happens in court between the various parties involved? Okay, so when you look at what happens in court, yeah. So if you're talking about specifically, um, it depends on on whether or not the nexus can be established, you know, like whether or not it can be established like the, that the driver of the vehicle is in fact the cause of the accident. So if that can be established, obviously uh, things become very simple. But um, that because this when we're talking about procedures at present, we're not talking about procedures uh, when this decision comes into play, when this decision becomes a precedent, obviously things would change because you wouldn't be looking at so many cases where victims uh, file cases against, um, you know, um, where victims have to go through that long process of having to file cases, um, you know, because now it's automatic, right, the application. But when you look at right now, the, the present things at present, you're looking at Nexus, you would see things, um, issues like um, very uh, sort of technical issues playing out, you know, like you've got issues like forum convenience where, you know, because you're, you're talking about a road, right? So you would have issues of which jurisdiction uh, is it should we file the case in Johor or should we be filing the case in Singapore? Because, you know, that road, that particular road is like uh, encroaching on Singapore. So those kinds of issues uh, arise a lot in court um, with the current procedure. Things like that, the like technical issues, I would say. Um, that's And these are the things that you would see in court playing up, essentially. So are there concerns that this ruling could be abused by those who want to make fraudulent claims? And, and what is there to prevent this? Um Obviously, I, I suppose, I think even the, the judge would have, uh, I mean, he would have uh, discussed this, uh, you know, the fraudulent claims. Obviously, there would be uh, some level of concern. But um, in every insurance claim, you would find that the insurance companies, they're very rigorous in their investigations. So I, I wouldn't say that fraudulent claims is uh, so much of an issue. Because, again, as we saw, uh, the learned justice talked about that balancing rights, right? And then if you look at this judgment in particular, the judge um, actually refers to an Indian case, right? It's a precedent, uh, 1959 uh, case where, you know, you need someone to to bear that loss. So what he's saying is that person to bear that loss is the insurer. Uh, it, it would I would say that fraudulent claims, yes, but not so much, not anything out of the ordinary. When you look at any other cases, uh, all these kinds of risks do exist. It's nothing extraordinary in that sense, I would say, the risk. And then, as I said, you know, insurance companies very rigorous in their investigation. So not so much of a, I would say, huge cause of concern. Parveen, what would you like to leave us with? So I think definitely this case, um, in some ways, ushers in a new era for like the rights of, uh, you know, uh, victims. Because when you look at the provisions itself, there's really only one provision that talks about the rights of third parties, that's uh, Section 97. So with a, with a case like this, I think it would really change the dynamic of the application of the Road Transport Act. If you look at current cases, the application has been very... Um, you know, it, it's always based on precedent and those precedents that, you know, right now we're referring to is the precedents of this case right now that's at, at the federal court. A lot of this, you know, lower courts, they have been looking at 
the court of appeal version of this case, essentially. Uh, so this would really change the dynamic. If you see the cases coming forward, like this is 2022, right? So let's see in 2023, I think it's going to change it. Uh, we're going to see a lot of different kind of, uh, it will be a very different dynamic. Lah. So I think in that sense, um, this interpretation will be a really fresh and um, interesting one to see and definitely would change the narrative um, and the landscape, I, I guess, of uh, road transport um, act application and section 96, section 99, specifically on victims of road accidents. So I, I think definitely ushering in a new era. Parvin, thanks for speaking with us today. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was lawyer Parvin Koharnam helping us understand this uh, landmark ruling by the federal court that road accident victims would be automatically compensated without having to sue insurance companies. Let us know what do you make of this. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Voice note us there as well. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. And keep it here, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my, BFM 89.9, The Business Station.